And a very good evening to you. Welcome to the Catholic View on this Tuesday, the 2nd of August. I'm Sheila Pirsch and I thank you so much for being here with me. Coming up in today's broadcast of Catholic View, I would like us to take a look at education as we focus on an educational empowerment project called Presto Academy. But before that, we bring you up to date with some of the stories that made headlines in Africa and beyond. So do stay tuned. Listening to Radio Radio Veritas. In your headlines this Tuesday evening, Pope Francis Institute's Commission to Study Women and the Diaconate. Sadek Catholic leaders call for peaceful elections. And Islamic State instigate war of religions in the West. Good evening once again, I'm Sheila Pirish. Following up comments made in May, Pope Francis has instituted a 12-member commission to study women and the diaconate. Archbishop Luis Ladaria Ferra, SJ, the Secretary of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, will serve as the commission's president. Among the members of the commission are Father Roberto Dodaro, president of the Patristic Institute Augustinium, Sister Mary Melon, rector of the Pontifical University, and Phyllis Zagano, a national Catholic reporter, columnist, and author of several books on women and the diaconate. The Islamic State is citing supporters to mount more attacks on Christians just days after two of the terrorist group's sympathizers slit the throat of an 85-year-old French priest as he was celebrating Mass. According to VOA News, the latest issue of ISIS online magazine, The Big, widely read by supporters and sympathizers, focuses on the theme of Break the Cross. In a series of interviews, fighter Abu Sad al-Trinidadi, a former Christian from Trinidad and Tobago, references recent terror attacks in the West and urges supporters to follow the example of the lions in France and Belgium, the example of the blessed couple in California, and the examples of the knights in Orlando and Nice. Pope Francis, as well as Orthodox and Coptic Church leaders, is among those singled as targets in the 15th issue of The Big, released on Sunday. Islamic State propagandists mock the Pope, saying the pontiff only condemned the mass shooting at an LGBT nightclub in Orlando because he comes from a long line of boy rapists. Meanwhile, addressing reporters during his in-flight press conference on return from Krakow, Poland, Pope Francis said terrorism grows when there is no other option and to the extent the world economy has at its center the god of money and not the person. Here is Vatican Radio's Charles Collins. Discussing his own experience with interreligious dialogue, the Holy Father said that Muslims seek peace and encounter, adding, if I speak of Islamic violence, I should speak of Catholic violence. Not all Muslims are violent. Not all Catholics are violent. 
Pope Francis went on to say, "It's not right, and it's not just to say that Islam is terroristic." Before denying the representative character of the so-called Islamic State, which he dismissed as a small fundamentalist group, there are violent persons of this religion. This is true. I believe that in pretty much every religion, there is always a small group of fundamentalists. Fundamentalists, we have them. When fundamentalism comes to kill, it can kill with the language it deploys. Pope Francis said. The Pope's remarks came in response to a question from a French journalist who was asking the Holy Father to expand upon comments he made on the topic of the French priest, 84-year-old Father Jacques Hamal. I'm Charles Collins. In more recent news, a Catholic priest in Belgium was wounded when he was stabbed by a refugee who had sought his help. Father Jos finally suffered cuts on his hands when he was attacked. His attacker had come to the residence asking to use the shower, and the priest had let him to do so. But when the man asked for money and Father finally refused, he attacked him. On to African news. As South Africans head to the polls for the country's local government elections, Bishop Abel Gabuza, Catholic Bishop of Kimberley and chairperson of the Justice and Peace Commission of the Southern African Catholic Bishops Conference, has called for peaceful elections and urged the nation to put an end to political homicides. Meanwhile, President Jacob Zuma has assured the nation that tight security measures have been put in place to ensure that no criminal or violent incidents will disrupt Wednesday's local government elections. President Zuma has authorized deployment of more than 2,000 members of the South African National Defence Force to assist the police to maintain law and order during the voting process. Here is Acting Police Commissioner Homotso Palane. We have 22,600. 12 voting stations across the country. Uh, they fall within areas of which uh, 650 of those voting stations are considered to be high risk, and 1,328 of them medium risk. Okay. That is more an operational assessment to inform our deployment. The, the police are present. Uh, all I, I will want to say to our communities is that go out in numbers, go and cast uh, your vote. The South African Police Service will do that, which is. Supposed to be doing in securing everyone and ensuring that we deliver a safe and secure um, election. About 28 million prospective voters could go to the municipal polls, which are predicted to be closely contested in some places. The Jesuit Center for Theological Reflection in Zambia has challenged people in the country to turn out in numbers and exercise their right on the 11th of August. The director for the Jesuit Center, Father Leonardo Chiti, says voting is an excellent opportunity for citizens to choose leaders they deem fit to push their country to greater heights. Father Chiti has also urged different politicians to stop giving people misguided information on the referendum because it is an issue beyond partisan politics. He says the successful passing of the proposed bill of rights can contribute in building a platform for a better Zambia. Kenyan Catholic bishops are concerned about a wave of school burning at the hands of pupils, which have destroyed as many as 30 dormitories in 20 schools over a period of two months. 
According to Bishop Maurice Makumba of Nakuru Diocese and Chairman of the Kenyan Conference of Catholic Bishops, KCCB Commission for Education and Religious Education, the main cause behind the torching is by a third hand, which incites a few students to burn and destroy school facilities. Bishop Makumba has appealed to all Kenyans to reflect on the moral direction of the nation and join hands in bringing up a young generation that respects and understands the importance of the common good. Renewed clashes between government and opposition forces in parts of South Sudan on Monday are a violation of the peace agreement signed last year. That's according to the UN mission in the strife-turned country. The clashes are most intense in the states of Central, Eastern and Western Equatoria, as well as Nasir in the Upper Nile area. Heavy fighting broke out in the capital, Juba, between forces loyal to President Salva Kiir and then first Vice President Rick Masha in early July. Here is Deputy UN spokesperson Fahar Haq. These continued actions are in violation of the peace agreement signed by all parties in August last year, as well as the subsequent ceasefire declaration of the 11th of July. The UNMIS mission calls on all parties to return to their bases and allow the movement of humanitarian aid to affected areas. The UN Humanitarian Affairs Chief Stephen O'Brien arrived in Juba on Monday for a three-day mission to look at the extent of the renewed crisis facing civilians across the country. In more African news, according to the World Food Programme, WFP, life-saving operations to help African countries worse hit by the effects of too poor harvests have been scaled up. Matthew Wells has this report. WFP said it was providing extra help in Malawi, Mozambique, Lesotho, Swaziland, Zimbabwe and Madagascar, among others. The most recent drought was linked to the El Nino weather event, described by the UN as one of the strongest on record. Its peak coincided with the crucial October to December 2015 growing season. WFP is assisting with food and cash while attempting to strengthen resilience building, it said. And finally, the Holy See Press Office has announced the prayer intentions of Pope Francis for the month of August 2016. The Pope's universal intention is that sports may be an opportunity for friendly encounters between peoples and may contribute to peace in the world. Pope Francis released on Tuesday a video message on his universal prayer intentions for August. In the message, which was delivered in his native Spanish, the Pope said he prayed that sports make it possible to build a culture of encounter among everyone for a world of peace. I dream of sports as the practice of human dignity, turned into a vehicle of fraternity. Do we exercise together this prayer intention? that sports may be an opportunity for friendly encounters between people and may contribute to peace in the world. Con el deporte es posible construir la cultura del encuentro entre todos por un mundo de paz. Sueño con el deporte como la práctica de la dignidad humana convertida en un vehículo de fraternidad. Entrenamos juntos esta petición que el deporte fomente el encuentro fraternal entre los pueblos y contribuya a la paz en el mundo. His evangelization intention is that Christians may live the gospel giving witness to faith, honesty and love of neighbor. And those were some of the stories that made headlines in Africa and beyond.
You are still listening to The Catholic View and I'm Shayla Pirsch. Thank you so much once again for being here with me. Coming up next, we bring you our feature on education. Welcome back to our feature. Today we take a look at educational empowerment project entitled Presto Academy. Student empowerment company Presto Academy is a student-run educational resource provider that produces study guides written by top South African students for fellow students. I spoke to co-founders Fuad Kuvadia and Shivat Sin, both current students of the University of Cape Town. Fuad, it's great to have you on the line. Thanks once again for availing yourself and talking to us right here on Radio Veritas Catholic View. How's your day so far? Oh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, it's, it's going fantastic, and it's made more fantastic by the fact that you're speaking to us today. Lovely. Now, let's talk about this great initiative that you and your, your colleague came up with. It's good to give back to society, but above all, is that you're doing something that it's, uh, it's going to promote the education of the future of this country. Let's talk about this idea, how it came about. Sure. So, um, so first and foremost, we, we provide educational study materials for university and for high school. So how that idea came about is, you know, we really uh, reflected on, on what we as young people, as students, could give back and, and could, uh, could use to add value to society. And the one thing we had was this you know, exceptional, um, vast array of knowledge, because we've spent our entire lives being professional students. Um, so we, we said, you know, we have all this knowledge to give, and we have the unique perspective of being students, um, so that we can help other students by understanding the challenges that they're going through, by looking at the content from, you know, from a grassroots student level. So we decided that that is where we could uh, bring the most value. Now talk to us about Presto Academy. I believe the two of you are still varsity students, am I correct? Uh, yeah, we are. We actually we're speaking to you between classes now. Um, so I, I, we're both at the University of Cape Town. Uh, okay. That's where we met. And then you just came up with the idea of Presto Academy. Talk about entrepreneurship before you even finish your degrees, hey? Yeah, we, I mean we were we were born and bred entrepreneurs. From the I, I know both Shavada and I when we were in high school already, we were uh, trying things out and and seeing what works and what doesn't. And and when we came to university, we had that same mentality that you know it. it um, it, we shouldn't just wait to have our degrees to start something. If you want to start something, you, you can start tomorrow. That is so true. And now speaking of your degrees, what are you studying towards? Um, so I'm doing a, a degree in uh, economics. I'm doing my honours in economics, um, doing some research in education and inequality. Um, and Shavad at the moment is uh, he's, he's also here in his fourth year and he's uh, studying accounting. Interesting you mentioned the inequality and you mentioned education. That's something that uh, South Africa is faced with on a daily basis, especially when it comes to schools from poor uh, backgrounds. You find that schools from poor backgrounds suffer a lot in terms of textbooks, uh, simple things such yeah. as textbook and study guides as well. Now, your yeah. initiative to give back to um, uh, poor schools, to schools in rural areas, if one can put it that way, it's very great because not only are you helping the school with study guides, but you're also helping yeah. these metric learners. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And yeah, it, it definitely our you know our mentality for for why we're doing what we're doing comes from you know being exposed to South Africa's inequality. So that's why when you know our business model is set up such that uh, when someone who can afford the book buys the book. 
uh, we are able to donate uh, another book to someone who can't afford it. And in that way, try and, you know, uh, at some level, try and uh, bridge this inequality gap by redistributing the power that education has. Now, talk to us about the selection of the school, uh, Ria Lohile High School. Where is it located and why this specific school as the first beneficiary, if one can put it that way? Sure. So um, we're partnering with both uh, schools and uh, NGOs and other initiatives that, that go out to schools um, to get the books out there. And Ria Lohile High School was chosen because of its, um, because of its location and because of its need. Um, the learners there do need uh, study materials. Um, but uh, location-wise, being a being a startup and being an entrepreneurial effort, we needed to find something that was also accessible for us. And, and Real Ophelia was perfectly based uh, quite close uh, to Johannesburg. Um, so it's the first step, but uh, further steps will allow us um, to expand into other geographical areas. Hi, this is Shavadia. Shivad, thank you so much for availing yourself. And I must say, what a great idea that the two of you came up with. Uh, thanks so much. Yeah, and I was also having major FOMO from yeah. <laughs> watching Foo. I was, very, I was getting excited to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Now, Shiva, I want to look more at the entrepreneurship, at empowering yeah. youth. The two of you yeah. are still in your youth years. And uh, like your colleague said, is that this is not just uh, about waiting to get a degree and having yeah. the money in your hands because you've got a job and you start something yeah. to give back to community. But it's something that you've started long before when you guys were still in high school. You already had this mentality about youth empowerment. Now talk to us how Presto Academy empowers the youth. So actually there's a lot of ways. So firstly, um, Presto Academy has, firstly we have a lot of ambassadors uh, throughout the country in like the top schools who are obviously selling our product to other students. And I'll give you a story. One of the ambassadors messaged us after they saw our video and like, wow, Shabai, we love that entrepreneurship initiative, the fact that you guys are doing it in university. I'm really excited when I get to university, I have to start another business. So from our ambassadors, we're getting so many people that are really excited. Secondly, our friends, a lot of our friends come to us and like, Shabai, you inspire us so much. Even sometimes when they're drunk, they come to us. You know how drunk people are honest. Shabai, you, um, you guys inspire us so much. And then uh, thirdly, through education, we're inspiring the entrepreneurship mindset. So we have other courses such as Presto Success Mindset and Presto Life Purpose, which helps students to be uh, to achieve success in anything they want in their life. So this is basically a, a company that is, or rather an academy that is here to offer help to young students. Yes, yes. And we, Fu and I, we believe that we have this formula where students empower students. And because we can relate to students, if they see people our age already starting things, and if we can tell them that it's possible, of course you're going to get more people um, going to do amazing things. So it's basically like a domino effect. No, true. Cool stuff. Very, very inspiring, I must say. And now talk to us about the people who are behind this. Who helps you with the study guides? Because I see you have study guides for maths, for physics, chemistry, as well yes. as accounting. Who are the people behind these study guides? So, so what Fu and I did, we had um, quite a difficult task of finding like the best students throughout the country. So long story short, we managed to find them. Like We had coffee with them at UCT. We told them our huge vision and we got them on board. You'll see a lot of our students got 100% for matric and others have high 
So we basically have the best of the best. Uh, one of our authors, uh, Bongi Kosi Menisi, he received 100% in both maths and 100% in physics in 2010. So you can say that we assembled the A-team quite literally. No, awesome stuff. And now talk to us about funding. How do you guys do the printing? How do you do the distribution? How, how did you manage to get funding for this? So actually when we started, the funny story is, um, and I think I want to give advice to all people who are listening. Uh, we, had, we had no money. So when you have no money, it actually makes you quite creative. So we actually did the unthinkable and we asked, we asked the printers, hey, um, will you be able to print the books for us? And then they said, yes, we will. And luckily, they gave us two weeks of credit. So with that two weeks, um, we were able to print the books and only pay them um, when the time period was over. And then luckily, our university guides gave us enough funding to print uh, further guides. We, uh, Fu and I then also entered a business pitching competition, which was hosted by the University of Stellenbosch. And we won and we got 10,000 rand in seed capital. So basically, through our self-funding and also the competition prize, we're able to create our online platform to empower as many students as possible. Uh, so we have a university study guides, which have funded the production, like such as the design, um, the printing costs for all our guides at the moment. So we basically self-funded. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for availing yourselves. And I know you are in between classes, so I won't keep you yeah. for long. But before you go, what would you like to tell our listeners with regards to Presto Academy? How can people get hold of these study guides and uh, any other details that our listeners may need? Yeah, sure. So basically, because we have an online platform, you can access everything online. So you can go onto our website, www prestoacademy.co.za. Uh, you're welcome to look at our website. You can look at a preview of all our courses and you can buy everything from there. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, guys. All of the best with your degrees and, and of course, keep up the good work. Sure. Thanks. Thanks so much for this opportunity. So my thanks goes there once again to the founders of Presto Academy. We're talking about Fuad Kuvadia and Shivad Sin. And that brings me up to time. You've been listening to Catholic View, a program produced and presented for Radio Veritas by Shayla Pirsch. Should you wish to get in touch with me, feel free to email me, shayla at radioveritas.co.za. Otherwise, until tomorrow at the same time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you and ciao, ciao. I'm Shayla Pirsch.